0: Next Tuesday on an all-new Buffy, Buffy's having a birthday party. I let you blow up my candles. I don't think so. Everyone will be there, but no one can leave. There's something keeping us in this house. You ever think about not celebrating a birthday? An all-new Buffy.
1: Welcome to the Twilight Compendium, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, this is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 6, Episode 14, Older and Far Away. We'll be talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, and just for fun, we'll be talking about the plot and characters, so spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. Well, like I'm one of those losers who can't make friends outside their tight little circle. No, I'm very friendly. We bonded right away. Pods in a podcast. Bonded pods. Welcome back. Uh, My name is Kelly, and I am here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello.
2: Beat me. It's like instant gratification for all your aches. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, And we're here to talk about Older and Far Away, which originally aired on February 12th of the year 2002. uh, Written by Drew Z. Greenberg. That's right. Drew Z's back. Uh, This is two of six for him. Last was smashed. And next will be Entropy. Directed by Michael Gershman, this is the 7th of 10th for him for the show. Last was Intervention, and next we'll be Seeing Red. But never forget, Michael Gershman was the principal cinematographer on almost every single episode of the show. And I feel like that might have been why this part of why this episode's not so great. Spoilers, like we said before. Hey, what happened in this episode? It is Murphy's 21st Buff Day. Can you believe it? We made it. She can finally legally drink, even though she's been drinking... This whole time, it feels like, for every second of the show, even when she was 15? I don't know. But it's not Murphy's birthday yet. First, we have to go to Dawn's school, uh, because Dawn's sad. She's real sad. And she gets called into the guidance counselor's office, of which she's never mentioned before and never visited before. No one's ever talked to her before, but she doesn't find it suspicious. She goes there, and she doesn't know. And I, don't, I think as, as an audience is supposed to know, because the last time we saw Halfreck in just the last episode, or the one before it, she was all vengeance demons out. So, like, unless you knew Callie Rocha was, was playing her, you might not know that you should be worried if you're anything like Daniel. She's just a lady. She's just a nice guidance counselor lady that you don't need to worry last about. Last time we all. saw
2: a guidance counselor, they were gutted and killed by Beauty and the Beast guy. So, screepy Pete. Me, I'm, How screepy dare you Pete, just call you him mean, Guy? <laughs> screepy Pete. I, I'm is getting trolled hard happen.
1: already. We're burpy buff dang, we're screepy <laughs> beating everywhere. It's
3: just <laughs> finding more excuses to say it.
0: <laughs> it's not his fault. I mean he's not himself when he gets like this. You mean Pete? It's me. I make him crazy. He, he just does what he does because he loves me too much.
1: Oh gosh, let's. I gotta rein it in. Okay, so we're at the guidance counselor's office. Dawn expresses some sad feelings. She accidentally makes a wish-type thing, I'm saying that she wished people wouldn't leave. But it probably won't have any consequences. Uh, meanwhile, our our friends are organizing uh, Buffy's birthday party, and we've invited so many people. I think the total gets up to eight. It's a wild time. Not only do we have our core Scoobies, including Tara, new best friend of Buffy herself. Excellent. I'm here for it. I love that. Uh, We also have a surprise visit from Spike and Clem.
2: Hi, I'm Clement. Clem.
1: Which, uh, yeah, okay. And Xander and Anya brought a guy, a red shirt Star Trek guy named Richard, I want to say. Richard. And Buffy invited someone from Double Meat Palace, Sophie. Sophie's got a lot of allergies, but she's here to party. Uh, So we we do that. We party and everything seems great. And then as after the last guest arrives, Sophie uh, and the door shuts from out of the shadows comes. Hey, that guidance counselor. Oh, no, it's Halfreck, Oh, no. And she grants the wish, trapping everyone inside. And that would all be fine, except when we figure out that we're trapped. Uh, we tried to untrap ourselves by Tara doing a spell that re- just, she just says release, because Druzy learned his lesson from last time of doing really long Italian spells and just had her say release, and accidentally released a demon into the house from a sword that Buffy took off of a demon that she thought she killed a couple of nights ago, but... Turns out the demon was in the sword, so we release the demon. This demon can like teleport through walls. It's not great because he just keeps popping out and stabbing people. It doesn't really cause a whole lot of damage. He almost kills Redshirt. I mean, he almost kills Redshirt, but who cares? Uh, so they kind of deal with that. Everyone's having a fucking total meltdown about being in the house. Dawn is mad that people are having meltdowns about being in the house and has her own meltdown. Uh, we finally figure out that Dawn made a wish and Anya summons Halfrek to undo what she did, and she does. And we will uh, hopefully move on from this and never have to deal with Dawn's problems again.
3: Of course you'll want to leave cuz being stuck in here with me that would really suck, right? Fun
1: facts. Uh ever think about not celebrating your birthday? This is in fact the last Buffy birthday episode. Uh do you remember <laughs> challenge trivia time? Uh can you name me the other four birthday episodes? Yeah. Um there was one every season except for the first one. Um, There's Helpless.
2: Correct. Season three. Boom. Done. Wait, three and then there's like from two and one, two?
1: Not from notes. season one. We've got season two, season okay. four, two. and season five left. Can I look at my notes? Can you look at your notes? Wait, and your computer? No, you cannot. Mm. This is, would they let you look at your laptop in trivia? I don't think so. All right. What was season two's? That was the first one. I don't know. Yes, you do.
2: Uh, Dead Man's Party.
1: That was the Angel episode
3: when he has to leave. Amen. No. I don't know what it's called. Surprise!
1: Though. Your innocence is gone. Oh. Surprise. Okay, surprise what about season four? Gone.
2: That was her birthday? Yeah. What? Well,
1: surprise. That's why. Surprise, birthday. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's like the whole thing lines up because it's also Drusilla's birthday and she gets part of the judge as a gift. And then we're all saying, surprise. That's where we're at the bronze to have Buffy's surprise party. But turns out it's surprise. Your boyfriend's leaving on a fucking freighter to bury a, an arm under the ocean mm-hmm. party. The, one of those. Anyway. Okay, we got season two, season three, season four.
2: Where the wild things are.
1: No. It has to do with Giles. He hangs out with Ethan oh, Rain hell, and the next bliss. day he uh, wakes doomed. up. Doomed. Doomed. Nope. He wakes up as a
3: monster.
1: A new man. Very mm. close. Season five. Directly relates to this episode, actually, factually.
2: Anya, isn't it?
1: Nope. I mean she probably is, wow. but she's just not a main feature. <laughs>
2: Why do why is it directly relating? Because of Dawn's Dawn? piercing
1: screams. It's the first time we heard him. Maybe not the first time. Is this real me? No, it is. Get out! Get out! Get out! It is from Blood Ties when Dawn discovers Blood she ties. is the key. She doesn't take it
2: well. And that's her birthday. It is
1: her birthday. Oh. Yeah, when they're all hanging out downstairs and but Dawn comes with like her fucking bloody arm. It's because it's Buffy's birthday. I'm pretty sure. So. Oh my God so dramatic you did very well for not consulting your notes I'm proud of you thank you great job this episode's title comes from a quote at the end of J.G ballard's novel empire of the sun which is actually the book they're discussing in Don's class can wow, you believe that's it so clever the book's main character is a prisoner of war in japan who becomes like during world War II, who becomes kind of like a institutionalized after he stays his stay in prison so when he goes back to his former life he like can't handle it very well it doesn't feel great doesn't feel right being home so when he does finally get home and reunites with his family uh, the author writes that for all of their affection for him, they seemed older and far away. So that's what that's about. Also, Xander makes a reference to Children of the Corn, potentially, potentially Field of Think Dreams, right. potentially a Twilight Zone episode. The jury is out. But I latched on to the Children of the Corn reference that he was making when he's like, oh, please tell me there's not a cornfield. Because did you know, I did not, Nicholas Brennan is in Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, sorry, uh, what? Urban Harvest?
1: Yeah.
2: I love it. We should watch that.
1: We should absolutely watch that.
2: Cancel this season. Recording? Let's oh,
1: okay. go. <laughs> Xander Harris original. I love it. Thank you guys. Uh, okay. Well, I need to ask both of you a very important question. The first question of the day. By day, I mean this recording. I'm ready. Stacia, how did you feel about this episode?
3: meh nah. meh nah? yeah um this episode really made me remember why i hate dawn or why mm-hmm. i used to hate dawn like this this watching time i've really warmed up to her but whoof this is like classic terrible dawn she's stealing people's stuff she's being super whiny she's like saying that she wants to be treated like an adult but at the same time acting like a massive baby and doesn't seem to understand that yeah the people that are paying rent so that you can live in this house have to go to their jobs. It's not that they don't like you. I just like, what are you, uh, what a selfish little self-centered brat. Uh,
2: so, free Sophie.
3: Yeah. Free Sophie. Yeah, free Sophie. Free red shirt guy. And Richard, honestly. Yeah.
2: These people are just trying to work.
3: Um. That being said, this is a great episode for Tara. I really enjoyed yeah. seeing her um actually being a person and like having a stance about things that was great uh i mean did she come in clutch at the end by accidentally summoning that demon and not letting them out of the house no but you know she wasn't prepared she didn't know this is what we were doing tonight
2: (laughs) amen no she tries her best and we love her for
1: that uh daniel what did you think about the episode
2: From the opening ADR on Buffy, I knew that this was going to be a massive step back from the excellent Dead Things. And sure enough, there we are. It's a tough episode. The dissonance in, like, just everything that's happening. I feel like even the shots are, like, it just, it kind of sucks. And then it gets really awesome, like, when they're stuck inside and we realize it. I was into it for about one minute, and then I was just done again. The whole time, I'm, like... What is Richard, Sophie and Clem doing while the rest of our friends are just hanging out in this house? Where are they? They're never hanging out with them when they're having like big discussions Mm -hmm. and stuff. What are they doing? So I'm just really confused by that. Uh, The Dawn sequence about her talking about being alone was excellent. Again, it's a great bad Buffy episode where we have this one great line of dialogue where she kind of expresses all of her feelings. And I thought that was really good and powerful about the way that she feels I thought that was great Um, but she does come off as a petulant brat and I'm glad that she got uh, exposed for her stealing Mm -hmm. obviously we kind of have to uh, do all that and then I would just say the lore is pretty cool you know Anya was in the wish and here we are with Mm -hmm. Halfric I guess cool whatever I don't know man it's like I haven't ranked this as a number because you guys called before (laughs) I could do that so this is going to be on the fly And it's going to be low. I'm thinking 90s. I'll see what's open in the 90s. So spoiler alert for later. Well,
1: if I have any input, I'm going to tank this thing for you. Because I did not like it. I tried to be really charitable watching it. You know, and I think we have been pretty charitable to Willow this season regarding how dumb magic as drugs is. Um, But uh, magic as drugs is real fucking dumb. And I think the first half of the episode is funny enough. It's fun of them getting like them getting stuck in the house. There's a lot of actually decent jokes throughout the episode, too. But as soon as we go to I need to do magic to get, you know, the demon out of the fucking house or whatever. Uh, or, sorry, to re- to let us out of the house to the, to, before Tara does the release spell. And then we have to fucking zoom in on Willow. We're sitting here with an incredibly powerful witch.
0: Much more powerful than you, Tara. I'm sorry. Only no one seems willing to say it. I can't. No, see, that's not exactly true either.
1: Not can't, won't. Oh no, I have drugs in the house still, and uh, uh, and it's all just like, I just, I fucking can't. And you need to stay away from it. Uh, I just like, all of that shit drives me nuts. I mean, I do love that Terry got to be a person this episode. There are some things that are okay, but I could not stop focusing on the weird choice, choices of editing some of the scenes because I thought there were incredibly strange cuts. And then the actual shots we were doing We do a lot of weird shots that I feel like we haven't done before. Um, The overhead scene in Dawn's room, which, I mean, is kind of cool because we haven't done that before. The only time we've done that is, like, uh, in listening to Fear, right, when the Queller Demon is -hmm. on the roof. We did that for Joyce's, which was an affecting, creepy thing. Um, But there was just... That, that sword shot that you just cut through, too. There's a shot of, like, a weird hutch inside their house. I think we've never seen that corner of Buffy's house before. The, he chose to slow zoom in on them a lot. So you'd be like, cut, slow zoom, cut, slow zoom, which is like, I guess people do that. But there was just very strange choices made in the the direction, um, personally, that, that took me out of it, too. So I just think it was a, it was a weak episode overall, and, uh, you know, technically, as well as... The plot and Don, yeah, is insufferable, which is a bummer because she's, you know, she's come a long way. So I uh, I will give Marty Noxon the final word, as is custom, um, about this episode. The final word, no. The final word to our beginning words. Uh, <laughs> the end yeah. of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, an effort.
2: Shortest one ever. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: I got, I got to muddle through the, um, whoever transcribed Marty this interview. Goddamn. I'm going to pretend she said the word in first quote in an effort to deal with Don, with her state of mind and what was going on with her. I think let's because, okay. I figured out what this is. This was an interview for some magazine, sci-fi weekly, something or whatever. And I, well, the thing is, whoever was like, this is dope. I'm going to transcribe this. And then on this board i keep going to they must have just taken out any snippet that was episode specific ish so you catch her mid like stream of consciousness i think is like so the interviewer was asked some kind of a question but we don't know one what the question they asked was or two what she said directly before this so there's like no context so i think that's why it it comes off so clumsy sometimes all right so let me try for the third time an effort to deal with don with her state of mind and what was going on with her how abandoned she had been feeling We were trying to do a good haunted house story. Again, maybe not our best demon in the world. We were trying to wrap up the whole Dawn mini arc, get it out on the table and get it out of the way. We did want to deal with it. And at that point, it was pretty much over. A kind of a lapse was that Buffy and Spike were okay with each other after the events of the week before. That that one was where we shot it and we were like, oh, shit, see, let me point out our own failings. You don't have to do it for me. And has also become custom. I have more questions than I did before I read that. Because what does she mean like Buffy and Spike were okay the week before? Because clearly Buffy was having problems because she went to Tara and had a fucking meltdown about it. So is that being okay? Also, she beat the shit out of Spike the week before. Is that them being okay?
2: Well, I think she's saying that they like they made up off screen almost. Like they're fine.
1: Oh...
2: That's my that's my guess, at least, is that she's like, we never really resolved it. Like, we're just here. They're hanging out. Obviously, she, he's got right. the black eye and stuff, so it happened. But, I don't know. We just didn't really address it, so they're just kind of okay. Which, that, that didn't throw me out, if that's what she's even implying. Like, I didn't think twice about it, Yeah, that. no,
1: me either. And I also, like, I wonder what she means by wrapping up Don's mini arc. I guess just like the way that she's been feeling Stealing. neglected is, is kind of. Her kleptomania? Yeah, I guess she does stop stealing.
3: I think this is the end of it. Uh but we
1: still like visit it where like they go make her return all of her, her goods. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: really? And this is the end of I her scene. So. Yeah. That was kind of the yeah, whole yeah. thing. Okay, wow. Just
1: like we did with with Willow's magic, right? She had the fucking rock bottom and recovery in one minute.
0: Oh, I would, honey, but I've got my group, you know, the whole spellcaster's anonymous thing.
2: Even the even the Willow like I crashed my car and almost killed you, Dawn thing, like there are moments in here where, you know, I just watched it and it's like, it should be more tense than it is. Yeah. And and Dawn's just like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> but then it, it matters when it matters. And I'm like, oh, God. All well, right. I
1: think we already kind of forgot that that even happened, the broken arm thing. I mean, she doesn't have the brace anymore for one and for two. Like, OK, so Callie – Hallie is uh supposed to be the – the guidance counselor and she's like you've dealt with a lot of loss. also i'm pretty sure you ha- came to school with a broken fucking arm <laughs> is everything mm-hmm. okay at home how'd you get that broken yeah. arm?
2: i heard from uh miss kroger right. um so are you all right because like you should be you know we can put her in jail. <laughs> the state of california versus Buffy
1: okay so speaking of don i have a question we'll start with you stacia because that's how this goes do you think don would have gone on her shoplifting spree if someone would have went with her to the mall and then we're going to talk about payment and donnie there are two words i want you to get used to punitive damages uh you know i
3: had that thought actually i don't know if she would have stolen a jacket but i think she might have still stolen something
1: right but because if you're being a good little thief then the person even with you might not notice right but i'm curious if it's she might not have done it just because practicality-wise she wouldn't have had a good opportunity to get away from whoever she was with. But if it's just for attention and now the person is with her, then maybe she doesn't need to do it, right? So, Daniel, do you think she would have done it? Do you think she would have stole still? I
2: want to believe that she also has stolen all of her other coats and everything else. I mean, I, I think that the well runs deep yeah. with her and who knows how much else she's stolen. Well, it could be. Uh, So when Buffy opens the
1: jacket, her present, and is like, oh, the tag's still on here. She like for a second kind of thinks like, oh, that's a little weird. But the first thing out of her mouth would be, should have been, how did you buy this? Because she doesn't have a job. So, Stacia, do you think Buffy, (laughs) with her pittance of her minimum wage job, has been giving Dawn an allowance this whole time? And therefore that would uh, make sense as to why she has money to buy this, what we're supposed to assume is a very expensive coat?
3: No, I don't. I don't know what Buffy was thinking, because I think you I would expect Buffy to immediately be like, oh, my God, Dawn, this is too expensive. How could you afford this? Yeah. With and the she, no money you're she taking didn't in. didn't
1: say that. So I don't know. Dana, why was Buffy not immediately asking her where the fuck did you get this?
2: Because Halfra can hear her screams, but no one else can. (laughs) And no one cares about Dawn. It's wild. It's wild. I mean, that's the whole point of the episode, right? So, like, Dawn is clearly in pain. There is problems with Dawn. That no one's paying attention to her. She definitely, whatever. The fact that they don't ask her anything, want to do anything. Like, are you kidding me? You're just going to let her go to the mall alone? Like, just go with her. Uh, uh, Willow, don't you need to, like, get in the good graces with her? Because what she's been yelling about has been happening for at least three episodes now.
1: Oh, yeah. Her her being neglected. However, like Stacia brought up, I mean, it's like Xander has to do stuff for his job. Willow has to go to Magic Anonymous. Okay? Spellcaster's anonymous. She has to. Because she, as God, this is a well-established stop, stop. fact that she's been doing this and that that's a great Relapse. relapse and it's real. Recovery. So it's we really important. That. Uh, so, I mean, I d- obviously we've been building up to Don's being neglected this whole time, but I do think that it is, un- she is being unreasonable. She's being very like childish about the fact that why won't you guys stop doing what you're doing and just pay attention to me? Mm-hmm. Although, I also concede that guys, just go to the mall with her. It's probably going to take a fucking hour. Just, you know, it'll be done. And it'll be over. And she won't have to walk, so it'll take even less time. Come on.
3: Okay, but can you imagine how annoying it would be if your friend's little sister came up to you when you were about to go to work and was like, go to the mall with me! <laughs> and you were like, I can't, I have to go to work. And she's like, you're the worst! <laughs> yeah. Like, how fucking rude. As someone with
2: friends... <laughs> friends little sisters and my own little sister yeah accurate it's awful. it's terrible and 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 being of the age where you have to drive them around it's a bitch i get it i i get why they don't want to fucking go with her
0: besides i'm definitely not ready to come out yeah I'm all stany.
3: I understand the gripe when it comes to Buffy, but Willow and Xander are not your parents. They're not your relatives. They don't owe you anything. They're not even your friends. But
1: They're what your about sisters? The friend. sister of my ex best friend's ex-girlfriend my or her? Friend is, ex-girlfriend's yes. best friend she's the sister my of my mom. ex-girlfriend's best friend <laughs> yeah
3: well she didn't ask Tara did she she should have gone and asked Tara Tara she would fucking have fucking should've. gone to the mall she absolutely would have my point is <laughs> be mad at Buffy because Buffy's not being a good mom sister fine Mom's it's true. not Xander's fault it's not Anya's fault it's not Willow's fault it's not anyone else's fault yeah. Like and the fact that you're mad that your sister's friends don't want to hang out with you, get your own fucking friends, man. Like go hang out with Joan, Janice, Jan- Janice, yeah,
1: Joan. Joan. <laughs> Find Buffy's tabula rasa personality and go hang out with her. <laughs> I just it seems so completely unreasonable. And if I was if I was one
3: of Buffy's friends and her little sister was like, then take me to the mall, I'd be like really uncomfortable. Like I don't want to do that, small child. Leave yeah. me alone. God. I didn't do anything. I wish I had. I'm glad you're trapped. How else can I get anybody to spend any time with me?
2: But Willow is kind of the sister yeah. mom. Yeah. So I mean, or the mom. I you get know, that. Mom. But
3: there needs to be boundaries because, again, I like willow's not in charge of dawn like yeah okay so you've been taking care of her because you're a good person and you're a good friend to buffy but like that's not your job and for dawn to be like everyone's abandoning me no one cares about me yeah that's normal they're adults (laughs) with their own lives like you need to get your own friends so that you can become an adult with your own life like what are we doing here
2: sure and i get i i agree with like why they do it but the reasoning for fucking willow that magic anonymous like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they they address it. They they understood that it doesn't make a lot of sense because Willow should be trying to get into Dawn's good graces, but she is an addict and has to go through her recovery right. program. Because we have to keep we that thing alive. That. Why isn't she going? Because I feel like Willow in the lore of the show would be like, "Yeah, Donnie, if you want me to go, yeah. I would love to go." You know, and she would absolutely do it just to get in her good her good graces. But we have to have her not. So because she because
1: the plot demands food, it. I guess
2: that's why the plot demands it. Which is fine.
1: I, I might be I might be alone in this, uh, but I think that Anya's meltdown is completely out of character. The way that she behaves when mm. she's like kinda, you know, on the floor with Xander and be like, I'm I'm hot, I'm freaking out. Um did
2: Yeah. I yeah. What was that I just about?
1: like do you did, should that kind of make you feel weird at all? Do you think that was at, super out of character for her?
3: Um, yeah, I mean we don't usually see her being emotional like that. Like she doesn't seem like a panicky anxious person. Yeah. Was she
2: feeling Halfrick? Was that like the vibe or was it? That's what I was kind of curious too. Like
1: I was wondering if it was a magic thing or if it was just like a panic attack I guess. But she's never been like, cruel like that. I don't know. She's never been super emotional. You mean to Willow and... And Tara? and Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, oh, part, I don't that think that part is out of character for you her. You don't think so?
2: I don't think so either. I think that was, like, she hit the breaking point. Yeah, and, and I think... I think she's not wrong about it.
3: I agree. As, like, Alexander like said, you know, Anya's kind of got a point. Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? We stop trying to fix it. We're all going to die here. And whose fault is that?
0: You know, if you hadn't gotten so much of this in your system in the first place... Hey! I'm- you're gonna back off she said no, and that's it. you're not going to make her do something that she doesn't want to,
1: and if you
3: try you have to go through me first.
0: understood
1: relapse is a part of recovery we understand that
0: fine if you all aren't willing to get us out of this, then I will do it myself. Can we
3: please try to get yeah. out if the difference is we all starve to death here because no one can leave to get food and we no one can call to bring in food and Willow does a spell like yeah Willow you better fucking start doing your spells. Willow.
2: <laughs> and then go back on sobriety girl. Yeah,
3: and then we'll fix it. But like we have to get through this like and I think that's totally reasonable and that makes sense and I would have been backing on you up on that like sorry it's not unreasonable. But her scene yeah when she's like sitting on the floor with Xander and she's like trying to take her shirt off cuz she says it's like hot and freaking out. That seems really unusual. Mm.
1: That's why I think it must be a panic attack. Oh, and I did want to ask you specifically, how did you think Xander behaved in that scene? Because I thought he was doing a pretty okay job, like taking care of his fiance for once, like maybe a little bit. I think he did fine, I guess. I don't know why people get so turned off by Slug. Honey, Slugs get turned off by Slug. They seemed more affectionate in this episode than like any of them.
3: The moment after he gets... Uh, sliced in the arm by the demon and Anya comes in and she's like freaking out and he comes up to her and he's like, I'm here, it's fine everything's fine. My first thought was like oh that's really sweet and then my second thought was like you bastard
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know what you do How dare what him. you
3: do
2: <laughs> <laughs> How dare
3: you pretend
1: <laughs>
2: Which is kind of brutal, that does actually like weigh on me a little bit, I'm like this is about mm-hmm. to happen like shit
1: That's rough. those kids uh so yeah going back to willow stacia apparently and daniel you both think that she should have in fact done a spell or done something to try to get them out of the house
3: i mean obviously it works out that she didn't because nothing would have worked but yeah i mean at a certain point it's like how long are we gonna wait till we all die like (laughs) i mean that's like the dark conclusion of this curse right we just starve to death yeah and we're just going to sit there, all starving to death, staring at Willow and Willow being like, I can't do it, you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, she's only, I feel like she's only saying it because she's like super. Because Tara's there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tara, unfortunately, is just like, and Tara is like, obviously, on fucking Willow's side. She just wants her mm-hmm. to be healthy, which is cool. But you can't deny that, like, we need maybe. Do
3: we think, I think, think I that Willow don't. would have done it if on or if uh, Tara hadn't see. been there?
1: <clears throat> I think possibly. <clears throat> I also thought it was really rich of uh, Xander to say, we pulled you out of it last time. Mm -hmm. Did you? Did you do fucking anything? She had to crash a car and injure Buffy's sister before anything fucking happened. Yeah. So I don't know how instrumental you've been in her recovery in any way, shape, or form. So
2: it's... uh... He sat down with her once. So that's pretty
1: good. (laughs) Okay. And
3: I get that Willow is a stronger witch than Tara, but I feel like... In this instance, because, you know, magic is drugs, but magic is also magic, you could possibly be like, look, there's no other spells we could try. She did everything I would have done. Or, here's yeah. the thing, Tara, you should try this. Yeah. Like, why couldn't you tell Tara what to do instead of being like, oh, I have to do it. Right. Uh, I thought that was weird. Right,
1: because she didn't try to do a spell and was unsuccessful because she wasn't strong enough, right? Yeah. That would have made a little more sense right. to be
3: like... Right, Be like, Tara, try the things I would try. This, this, and this.
1: Right. Yeah, it's we're just having it so we can have Tara be the yeah the hero moment, which I which I love, but like it is really silly when we start poking the holes of what is magic? What are the rules? How do we do this? Like she just made some fucking yucky quinoa and said release and, and that worked fine. On fire. And she doesn't have a problem with drugs, magic at all. But Willow, if she would have made that quinoa would have been off the fucking wagon apparently. And just yeah. straight to Rack's house. Can't would be in the room. <laughs> straight to
2: just... Rax's house.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I just, she would have broken the curse because she would have been like, "I have to get there." <laughs> Black oh, eyes. Yeah. And if
2: you were a druggie, you would talk about drugs. I mean, that's the real. I mean, who hasn't been around a drug person who's like, "Yeah, man, you know, I, that one time I took whatever and I did whatever in this combination of stuff." The fact that Willow wouldn't just be like, "Hey, Tara, like, listen, I'm not real, I'm not, I'm not tweaking anymore," but like that combination of this, that, and the other is pretty fucking fire. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe try and Give it a shot. Like. I'm not going to do it cuz I'm I'm bad. I get it. I don't want to do it and I can't do it, but I do know it's fine. If you're so going like, to you
0: should do this.
2: If you're strong enough to do it and I trust you girl cuz I love you and I want to be with you, again, so what up? But like, you know, you do your thing and then if you turn into a drug addict, like I'll hang out with you and I'll be a drug addict too, but I won't say that right <laughs> now. But yes, I will. Unless
1: you're not cool with anything I just said, then I never uh, pretend I said it. And just where's my my leaf spramble, man? Whoops! It didn't. I didn't mean yeah, to. Yeah,
2: leaf spramble. She pops it out. And <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine of,
2: oh, of the darn.
3: accoutrements that Willow still had? One of the things she pulls out is leaf spramble, and is like, "You bitch!" Just walks away with it.
2: <laughs> walks where? She can't leave. She just goes into so... the
3: kitchen to finish her quinoa. <laughs>
2: and talks with Richard and that's the rest of the episode like I love it
3: okay uh yeah just continuing on that theme he gets stabbed in the stomach and Tara's like oh no if only we had a doctor or someone with magic <laughs> let me Die dab let me her. dab your open wound through your dirty t-shirt <laughs>
1: That was one of my yellings. I was like, Tara's medical (laughs) training is get a napkin with peroxide and just rub it on a (laughs) T-shirt. Don't don't remove the T-shirt and then clean the wound. Just just dab it onto the T-shirt. It'll be Mm -hmm. fine. We do not joke about eating people in this house. So I don't think we've actually ever done, Willow or Tara has never done a healing thing. Have we ever?
2: Brought buffy back yes to... yes yeah. the
1: ultimate healing spell you could say but why haven't we again with like that's why this is so frustrating too it's like willow you did magic you've done magic for fucking four seasons now man and you were fine you've been fine and now it's so impossible <laughs> that you couldn't even do a little spell without losing your fucking mind and it's just like ah. <laughs>
2: And a healing spell too like good right. stuff like real no one would ever complain about healing spells it's one thing to put people in other dimensions right. you for have five to know there's a difference so you man. The rocks off.
0: Mm. what you got in the box is
1: drugs it's not drugs is it xander
2: not drugs
1: harping on that scene a little bit more i noticed that spike was like trying to stick up for willow too which i th- i thought was kind of interesting because like, Anya's like, you could do this. And then she keeps, you know, going after Willow. And before Tara even says anything, Spike says, hey, wait, like, as if he's going to say, you, lay off her. She said she didn't want to do it, which I thought was really interesting that Spike would, like, take Willow's side instead of being like, well, I guess he's probably not pissed with staying in the house with Buffy, so <laughs> the stakes are low for him. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem to respect people's autonomy, right? Like, if people are like, this is the way I am, this is the choice I'm making, he's like, all right, cool, do you? that's cool
2: yeah we'll figure yeah. out a different way we're all cool we could do this i just want to be here with buffy can i stand <laughs> next to buffy really quick that's as long as i can do that can then we, we're gonna we're can powerful we update enough the to do curse
3: anything so all of you can leave except me and buffy <laughs> yeah yeah
1: exactly uh one last
2: get richard out of here
1: <laughs> one last thing about that scene or i guess not that scene but a continuation of the willow magic thing at the end when when you know they're tara's packing up what i think are bones maybe into a little Ziploc bag. I don't don't know what those are. Clay trinkets. I'm not not sure. (laughs) Uh, Whatever she's packing up into the bag. Willow says, um, you know, I kept that stuff just in case as a safety net because what if something happened and you couldn't handle it? When she says you couldn't handle it, is she saying because Tara, I don't, you know, I was worried that if someone needed a magic person and you weren't able to do it, Did she that say I could say. She said I? you. No, she said, and you couldn't handle it. But the way she said it, it could be interpreted as you being me. You know what I mean? Huh. Like, like. Wh- if, if you're talking theoretically about yourself to yourself kind of thing, like, you know, I was just thinking like, what if something happened and you couldn't handle it? Like, mm-hmm. You, be, you know what I mean? Like you being me in that yeah, situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Do you think she's saying that to Tara about Tara or is she saying that to Tara about herself?
3: I mean, I thought she was saying it about herself because clearly I thought it so hard. I thought she said, I. what if I couldn't handle yeah. it? <laughs> I don't, I yeah. don't know.
2: No, I, I yeah, thought, you thought the she was saying about Tara. Yeah, no. For, it's weird because it was like implying that there was going to be a bigger thing, than a knife-stabby man living in the fucking walls right. of this home that I was gonna have to possibly Which defend. Could,
1: this could happen.
2: Yeah, would do that, but not now. Th- this was fine. You know, I could just go to sleep, and the guy might stab me. And in I don't my need the. Yeah, yeah, it'll
1: be fine. I don't need you man.
2: But but the real threat I'll get later because it felt like a weird flex right. where Tara would almost get mad. Kind of insulting, saying, right? right? Yeah. And, and for a moment, it felt like she was going to be mad, and then didn't. And, and like was like, eh.
1: I think the way that I'm interpreting it is that she said it as you, Tara, but meant like so I could protect you and just said it clumsily. Right. Like instead of saying because you're so fucking weak and inept at magic, I had to keep the shit around to save your ass if something went down.
2: As Anya said.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got ducked on twice. Uh, I think she she meant it more just like I just wanted to be able to, to protect you if something happened because I still care about you. But instead of saying that, she just said. You know, if
2: you couldn't hit. Like. Brutal. And it's like, I don't even live here. So how are you going to protect me, girl? Right. How are you going to protect me? You're going to bring this shit all the, the way to my
1: dorm and then save me? Come on. Ooh. What the fuck?
2: No, you ain't going to do shit.
1: The uh, last question I have for you is really not relevant or a big deal, but it's something that has bugged me uh, every time I've watched this show. So the Cecily Halfreck debacle.
3: I thought vengeance demons only punished men who wronged women. Oh, that was Anya's little raison
1: d'etre. Most of us try to be a little more well-rounded. And actually, we prefer a justice demon. Okay, FYI. Stasia, are Cecily and Halfreck the same person? Absolutely. Daniel, are Cecily and Halfreck the same person?
2: Is, is that the same actor? Yeah, all? Callie mm-hmm. Roca
1: is the same actor. But we sometimes reuse
3: actors. Okay, but we have a moment where Spike... And
1: her was right. like, do we know each other? So that's the big difference,
2: right? So this is. Because we would have that with Rack in a you know, because we would do the same thing with Rack, exactly. but we didn't do it. Yes. So,
1: yeah. And uh, with Andrew, actually, too. Andrew played a vampire named Peaches in season five, episode two. So, you know, it's. Uh, we, we have reused actors before, but this clearly is calling out the character. You know, mm-hmm. when Willow saw. It's rack or well, I guess Willow would have never seen Kralik, I don't think so. It doesn't work. But any, but anyway, like we've never said. Yeah. You know, we never made that thing. They're specifically calling it out here, so that's why it's always bugged me because canonically, they are not the same person. There is absolutely zero confirmation that they've been the same person. So why is there say zero
3: it? confirmation, or is there active confirmation that they're not the same person?
1: So. That's the thing. There's no nothing either way. So there is an IDW comic um, during the Angel run of comics that were going on as the show was going on, just like the Buffy omnibus um, run of, of comics that were going on. So n- none of those are canon, but they were running alongside the show the whole time to have little fun filler stories. Um, but none of them are canon. However, there was an, an issue, a one-shot issue of the Angel comics called uh, Spike Old Friends, I believe, something? Old Times. And in that, there's a story of uh, him going to LA and running into Halfreck and they talk and she is hunting down a guy that they knew together when uh you know they had known each other while she was her alias is Cecily right that was just an alias for her while she was doing her vengeance demon work during that time but that is not canon so it doesn't count the only way that it would make it Canon is if any of the writers or Joss Whedon himself confirmed for sure that they are the same person and they have not done that. But they that.
3: also haven't said they're definitely not the same
1: person. No, but yeah. and, and, so I would say
3: they're the same person. And
1: Callie Roca believes that they are, but I mean, what does it matter what the actors think, you know, at some point? Whoa, in the story? Well, I mean, I think,
2: that's what, you know, I think that the point. script, I think we have more evidence that it is true than it's not true.
1: I mean, she called
3: him William, which is what she would have known him as Cecily, not Spike and he clearly recognized her as well it wasn't just one sided and then she's immediately embarrassed right cuz she didn't like william and she's like i don't even want to no, don't look don't look
1: at me
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, don't but yeah.
1: okay so there is a little bit more information in the season 7 episode lies my parents told me when we we're doing flashbacks about you know spike and his incest mom situation mm-hmm. um they have a conversation where his uh his mom's like you need to find a a woman and his mom says this Cecily of whom you write so often would that be the Underwood the Underwoods eldest girl, so she would have been a known quantity, which means that she could not have been a vengeance demon at the time. So theoretically, this would have happened after. Like it, it still all stands to reason. Like that could still all work, right? Like she could have been uh, DeHoffren could have been called and made her into a vengeance demon after after the whole I thing. I always
3: thought that's how it happened.
1: But then there's a, a, a time thing, Dana. When was the Crimean War? 1854 okay she is in the crimean war with anya not in it but like you know there there's a scene with that happening and there are vengeance demons already so i think that's why the time gets fucked up because i don't think spike was even spike at that time the one thing i saw online was that she the the crimean war thing happened 10 years canonically in our timeline before cecily meets spike which means she would have had to have been half okay. already.
2: So um, the eight, so 1840s, let's say 1844, is when they would have met ten years before the Crimean War.
1: Yeah, and so and that could still work because Cecily could just be an alias, right? But the reason the the one hitch is the whole lies my parents told me thing because if she's a known quantity in their town, she's a child of someone they are close with, like. She, they've known her since birth, so clearly she wasn't a vengeance demon, but she would have had to been if whatever
2: my heart expands, tis grown a bulge in it, inspired by your beauty, effulgent, effulgent
0: <laughs> 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 um,
1: I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's just. I'm happy. So since canonically they're not the same person, people are like, Why is this in this episode? Why are
3: you saying canonically they're not? Because
1: there's never confirmed. And because but we have the time no, mess
3: up. No, there. but that's not that, mean canonically they're not. It just means the canon agreed. doesn't say either
1: way. Okay.
2: But that doesn't mean it's not real. If
1: they make if they do answer it one way or the other, they're inevitably gonna have to retcon something else, right? So but everybody says whoever's on team, they are not the same mm. person. They're definitely not the same person. Why is this in this episode then? They say it's just an in joke for the writers. And I'm like, that's not Mm. it. That's not.
2: No, that's dumb.
1: I
3: think that if you're supposed to say canonically they're not the same person, the best we could do is because if they're not the same person, then Hallie isn't Cecily. So she would not have memories of William the Bloody, aka Spike. So, there's no reason for her to be like, William? Mm -hmm. It would make sense if you're just like hinting at, oh, she looks like this other character that we had for Spike to be like, haven't I seen you somewhere? But her not know at all, right? And her, and she should not know at all. But she calls him what she would have called him as Cecily. So, I feel like that's confirmed. She's the same person. Yeah. As we talk about, the lore of the show is inconsistent. So the fact that the Crimean War sets her timeline 10 years off or whatever, I don't
2: care about that. Yeah, and, like... Line up Marty Noxon and ask her. She'll be like, no idea. Okay, cool. Then <laughs> or even like gone, simply, how old
1: on. is Spike? I don't know. I don't, don't know. know. Younger we than Angel. Care. Younger <laughs> than Angel. As old as we need him to be in the moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. I think you're right that that's the, the best explanation is that we just, one, probably don't know actually when the Crimean War, War was, and two, have no idea how old Spike is. Mm-hmm. So, those are more likely than them not being the same person, based on this one line. Who, little Jersey Greenberg, who knew that he was going to completely fuck everything up with his little cutesy line? Because he watches this show, man. Mm-hmm. We got so many callbacks. We got once warm a feeling callbacks. We got I know, I know, fucking this shit full for love callbacks. The man has watched the show.
2: He wanted to be Stephen tonight in Dead Things, and he couldn't do it.
1: <laughs> he didn't get to. He just didn't get to.
0: So you ever think about not celebrating a birthday? to try it I mean.
1: All right. Well, um, I think that this is a good as time as any to remind you that we are a real podcast and you can find us everywhere at me pod. that is Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, we have a website beamiepod.wordpress.com which contains notes about the show like references to things that we might uh, play during the show, little snippets here and there. It also has a link to our Spotify playlist that uh, oh, I forgot we were supposed to have a running gag. What's the name of our Spotify playlist station? <laughs>
3: Beat Me Hyphen Funtime Playlist for Podcast Fans Season 6.
1: Oh! I don't need to host the show anymore. <laughs> i have ascended. Uh, and that playlist contains all music we might play during our <laughs> podcast episodes as well as any music that is available on Spotify during that plays during these Buffy episodes but dear god oh wait i gotta wait for yelling i gotta wait for yelling Whew. okay let's get to yelling so i can yell about this check- oh yeah check out all those things if you want to at beat me Pot everywhere okay thanks let's yell i'm gonna start because my fucking god that stupid fucking song <sighs> okay what song yeah yeah i just so during the another classic sad ass buffy party quote-unquote when there's fewer than 10 people and we're just sitting around playing board games maybe if you're lucky otherwise we're just kind of standing in the same room while obnoxious music is playing there happens to be a particular song in this episode that is eerily infuriatingly annoyingly similar to the song that plays while Buffy is sad washing the dishes after she realizes her mom has a fucking brain tumor if you don't remember Go ahead and cue it here, Daniel. But she is sad, washing the dishes so in the dark, and he goes over and over again. And there no, is a song that is basically no. identical in this episode. And no, I wanted to tear bad. my eyes out, which it wouldn't have helped anything identical. because I could still
2: hear it. Tear your eyes out,
1: <sighs> Stacia. Sure.
3: And it's not brutal. It was not meant to be a sad Buffy music song, like when she turns the mariachi music on and cries into the dish soap. This was supposed to be a party. Party and it's a party
1: song. <laughs> what?
2: But it's her party. She'll cry. she wants I
1: take to. offense. It's a party song. that being a party <laughs> song, I take offense. Whatever.
3: Okay, so I I did a bad job and I didn't write very many notes for this episode. But one note that I did write down was that you know Dawn wants to be taken seriously as an adult. But have you seen her bed? She's got like eighty thousand stuffed animals on it. It's time to <laughs> it's grow a, up, it's girl.
2: And they don't move when she jumps on it too. They're just like they're there.
1: Oh, speaking of Scream, there's a scene in the first Scream where Billy is hiding behind Nev Campbell's all of her stuffs and he's and she's got a bunch of stuffed animals and he grabs one and he's like, Oh no, and makes it dance and I was like really terrified for like one half of a second that one of them was gonna move. Anyway, Daniel
2: When's the Scream podcast coming out? Oh, don't tempt
1: me. (laughs) Oh
2: no. Awful. No one's going to join you for that. (laughs) (laughs) You you talking in the podcast closet for four hours about Scream. (laughs) Um, I will say, you know, to bring back to the body, not only I I didn't catch the mariachi band music, but just like the whole like you need to go to the guidance counselor's office. Like that whole scene with her in the classroom was dramatic Mm -hmm. before things went off the rails. And I mean, the first thing I thought about was like, you're getting called outside to talk with your teacher mm-hmm. or and Buffy, you know, right. that mom has died. So I feel like that would have gone through her head. Like, I'm only getting called because something wrong has happened. And the last time was awful. So that was tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you had a good screen grab of her in the hallway. That was like one of the only beautiful shots because the image that you just had up was one of the terrible shots. Like, that, that's framed so awkwardly, that camera, camera angle that's capturing the whole party. I, I just... Why are you yeah, being so such a
3: hater for Buffy's party? It's
1: a terrible party. What? How many people would you invite to your birthday party? Three. No, listen, listen. Yes, that's true. That is true. That's absolutely fair. However, I wouldn't call it a party. This isn't a Tupperware party. It's a little hard to plan. I don't know. Like, I, just the way that red shirt is acting and everyone's acting as if it's a real party when it's not. What does that mean? I don't know. Ready to get down, you funky party weasel? How
3: do you act as if it's a real party? I don't know, man. She's just being shot. a hater for no reason. Yes, that was the shot for sure. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I'll stop.
3: I don't like. I don't understand the really strong feelings about the party not party. You have
2: a discourse. lot of strong feelings about parties, so <laughs> this is not the first rant you've had on this podcast.
3: Are you gonna hate on their hors d'oeuvres next? Too many oh, tomatoes and cheese whiz. But... <laughs> I was going to. I was
1: going to.
0: They're awful. Is every frat on this campus haunted? And if so, why do people keep coming to these parties? Because it's not the snacks.
1: Uh, so the, another thing that was kind of weird was at the beginning when Dawn and Buffy are, like, Buffy's getting ready to go patrol, and she says there's a big evil out there or whatever. Like, she's like, there's something weird out there. Definitely not a vampire, I think is what she says. Um why does she already have intel about this demon? Like, what happened? Why don't we know about it? I thought she was lying. I thought she was going to go see Spike because I didn't remember the scene at all. And then she actually is just going out on patrol and she already knows that this thing is out there. I don't know, it just seems strange. We haven't done any real focus on demon fighting in a long time. So I was like, oh shit, why does Buffy know what she's doing? Yeah, I know, exactly. Like, why? how does she... I don't know. I thought that was weird. Did you... I didn't
2: clock it. Maybe they put up the buff
3: signal. The buff signal! Continuing on the theme of Tara as an actual person, I liked when they brought in Richard after he left, and then Tara turned to Spike and was like, he seemed cute.
0: I think he seemed cute.
3: I mean, I'm not a good judge, but was he cute?
1: (laughs) Just to, like, dig into Spike a little bit. So good. And then Clem very naively and in sweetly. I think he's cute. Yeah, I think he's cute. I think
3: he's cute. (laughs) So good. A muscle cramp in your pants
2: what it's a thing i'll just jump on that too buffy when she would later was like i'll look for you in the party of four people which (laughs) does for you bolster kelly that this is not a party
3: (laughs) is that is that a party thing or is that her just trying to politely get away from this guy
2: Oh, I mean, amen. But it's like, <laughs> as Richard, what would you take that as? Like,
3: uh, oh, okay, I would be like, I need to away.
2: immediately
1: leave. <laughs> well, but I can't. I oh can't. my God.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I should Amazing. have said this in the last little thing because it's also not worth saying by itself. But uh, did you? I guess you, neither of you would have caught this either if you weren't really paying attention to that opening scene of her with the demon fighting. But she says after. He disappears. The body disappears because it got, went into the sword and she mm-hmm. didn't notice. She says, afraid to face a real warrior. I was yeah, like, what was that, say that line? Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> that's not something Buffy Summers would have ever said in her entire life.
3: Well, I thought she thought he ran away. So I was confused when everyone was like, that's the demon she killed. And I was like, oh. Oh,
1: yeah. Because she did think he ran away,
2: yeah. didn't she? Yeah. The Darth Maul looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, with all the hair. Oh,
1: it's your turn again.
3: Wow, that was fast! I know because um,
1: mine are terrible. I, continuing <laughs>
3: on Tara with her great line, yeah, Tara. <laughs> when this she is walks in <laughs> on Buffy and Spike, and then Buffy immediately leaves, and then Spike tries to say she was helping me with a cramp, and Tara was just like a muscle cramp
1: in your pants,
3: in your, in your pants. pants? <laughs> 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 she just held Brutal the silence long. for so long, <laughs> just like, are you gonna say anything? In your pants. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I will not say anything. Thank so you. good.
3: And
1: then he says it's a thing, and I was like, "Does he mean like? Is he trying to be cutesy and say so like what? That's a thing, or is he being like my my area is a thing that can get muscle <laughs> <My> cramps?" <area. laughs> what? Uh, Willow bought Buffy a vibrator for her birthday. So awkward. And she just opened it in front of everyone. Yep. It's a double vibrator, though. <laughs> she did.
2: <laughs> and it's great for after you've done all the patrolling. <laughs> this is what this is what Faith has been talking about for years.
3: Get that down low tingle. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Safety words for wusses. Faith is like looking way better in <laughs> these later seasons, you know, with DMAF and the murder, it's and true. Like, we're really we're rehabilitating
1: uh, uh, her. Thank think, God
2: you're finally coming. recognizing that uh, she was
1: ahead of the game. Three well, she'll years
3: be back the
2: next
1: season,
3: slinking around in the background, she just sure being. Will. Being a good person. Sure will. Rehabilitated.
2: Me and Sasha will continue to fight against this. You don't know that. But I just need I just need to say it's <laughs> happening. And I hate it.
0: I really do.
3: No one showed up to work. Like four of them were like, We have jobs we have to go to. Did like literally not a single workplace be like, Wow, these really reliable employees who are always on time aren't here. Let's do nothing.
2: Yep. Like, and do phones not work? Like, what are we doing? They like, did, I know we don't have Uber and stuff like that, but oh, they do. They
3: did say the phones aren't working. We're completely cut off. Yeah. God, so, God. yeah. So they How? can't. They couldn't call out. But again, why wouldn't the employers be like, hey, where's my supervisor and my work guy? Call the police. Do a welfare check. I don't know. I mean, they wouldn't, I guess, welfare check Buffy's house, but maybe they'd make it there eventually.
2: Yeah. Maybe they, they were on their way.
1: I would think that Xander's whole construction place at least would be like on high alert because Xander, who's like kind of the boss now, yeah. didn't show up. And one of the employees didn't show up. Where is Sophie's mom? Oh, that That is something I wonder too because clearly her mom dropped her mm-hmm. off. Isn't she a little concerned that she didn't have to come back to pick up her kid? That her Sophie's kid didn't come home go. or go to work? Oh, Sophie's
2: choice. Uh, is John Carlyle a real, a real person? No idea. Yeah. Okay. Made in China. Stolen. <laughs> <a lot> <laughs> Made
1: stuff. in China. Stolen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm sure we could have saved this for the watches, but I'm just gonna bring it up now. Um, <laughs> Willow walks in on uh, Tara making a bowl <laughs> of cereal, and Tara says, "Breakfast. I wasn't planning for a sleepover, <laughs> and I just—what would the plan have been? What, like, even if you know you were sleeping over, what's the breakfast plan?" I mean, go get something, I guess. Or you wouldn't have to worry about I don't understand. You're eating cereal. What would have... I don't get it. What would the plan have been? You could have brought donuts. See, that's what it's insane. That's why it's insane she says it. Because, like, <laughs> who th- brings their... They're like, oh, I'm going to go to a sleepover. I better make sure I bring my breakfast. And she didn't bring it because she didn't... That's
2: responsible. Have a sleepover. That's called responsibility.
3: <laughs> I'm not on the same way of wavelength you are today <laughs> <laughs>
2: your party your party etiquette is so stringent it's so really rough.
3: strong i had no idea you know how many parties i've been to you with her apparently not as many as i thought because you wouldn't classify them as parties. zero parties
2: <laughs> <laughs> well you would not bring apparently bring your own breakfast I never next time i'm gonna you bring do donuts that.
1: just That's to be you safe. brought your own Amen. breakfast to a party before
2: mmm <laughs> No. I mean, admittedly <laughs> yeah,
3: no. Yeah. No but one has. I which might. Is I might if it was a sleepover. You
0: absolutely. You absolutely would not. Why not? Looks like a job for Wiccan Girl. What do you say, Will? Big time danger. Hey, I eat danger for breakfast. But oddly enough, she panics in the face of breakfast foods.
3: Okay, so at the end. Two of them are like, look at the stars when well, they walk out the house. And I'm like, you've been inside for 24 hours. Like, do you know how many weeks it's been since I've seen the stars? I can't tell you.
2: But when you see them, are you going to yell, look at the stars? You will. And
1: then I, I probably won't. I will say, look at the stars. You have to say it, and then I have to <laughs> wait a bit and then say, look at the stars. She's <laughs> just like so surprised. You're like,
2: where are the donuts?
1: <laughs> Damn it, I didn't know this was going to be a sleepover. I didn't bring my donuts. Oh, uh, Daniel.
2: That's so funny. Um, let's see. Uh, Sophie is allergic to chocolate, peanuts, egg yolk, and sometimes dairy. I love Sophie. You know, <laughs> what I hate the most. And <laughs> No, not for that reason. I am so mad, though, that Sophie was introduced and it wasn't. She wasn't in the episode. It's yeah. mm-hmm. with Double Meat. Palace. you couldn't think ahead just a little bit to put her in the episode? Why not?
1: Continuity-wise,
2: it would have been excellent. Yeah, it's. Something. I mean, Probably I guess it would have,
1: have cost l- literally cost something. Yes. Yeah. I take that back. But come on, what are you going to do? News from the file marked "Duh." Way to mock a man who's dying. What the shit, Xander? What the shit? What was that? When <laughs> when they're That's... carrying uh Redshirt Richard out, well, like to get go to the hospital, uh, he's like. Yeah you guys are all really weird yeah, or something like that. your friends are weird. Yeah, you guys have weird friends. And he says, news from the file marked, duh.
2: <laughs> I didn't even catch that. That's excellent.
1: It's <laughs> like, this guy's <laughs> fucking bleeding out. He's had some <laughs> random woman touching his stomach with a napkin for God knows how long. And I don't think that's <laughs> a skin condition. Cut the man a break.
2: <laughs> They're talking about magic and, yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Poor ki- Poor guy.
1: Well, it's okay. We'll never see Roger Richard again. Don't worry about it.
3: Uh, my last thing is, again, at the very end, when you see Buffy shutting the door and Dawn's just creepily standing behind her smiling like a stepford wife, wave. Like, she finally got what she right. wanted. Like, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. You should have so taken a picture creepy. of that. It's really upsetting. I don't know
2: if I did. It was- That was at the very oh, end. Oh, yeah. Of the, end. the last
1: shot of yeah. the, the episode. It's clearly supposed to be touching because, like you just yeah. said- Buffy chose to stay. Everyone's yeah, walking outside, everyone talking about left, the fucking stars. But Buffy, stays. but Buffy stays to hang out with Don, mm-hmm. and then Don just. <laughs> you don't know. You have this thing you do. You
0: have all these friends. You have no idea what it's like. What are you talking about? I don't know what, what? being alone.
1: You're not alone. Then why do I feel like this? Uh, Halfer gets stabbed with a sword Mm -hmm. and it doesn't take her out guess what other takes out Anya later no it doesn't it doesn't kill her Uh -uh. that's the whole thing well what it just made me realize i was like oh man if i was a good student of this show i would have never been scared that Anya was actually dead during that episode because i would have known just like anya used to know that won't kill you
3: did we know that she was a vengeance demon at that point
1: yes yeah she becomes a vengeance demon at the end of the season we're actually in like a couple episodes so oh, I
3: thought we didn't find out till after the frat boy scene.
1: No, no, no. Um, the the whole thing of it is that Buffy's gonna have to kill her now because mm-hmm. Anya's been a vengeance demon this whole time. Yeah, it's um, it happens right after Hell's Bells. In fact, I think the very last scene of Hell's Bells is um, Anya crying and Hoffren coming up behind her. Um, so she turns basically. So with
2: he's D Money's coming. Soon. Oh yeah, Hell's Bells been. Let's go. Yeah. Let's obviously.
1: Go. And then even in the third episode, I think it's called "From Beneath You It Devours." Um, she does a vengeance spell for a woman who summons a giant, turns her boyfriend into a fucking giant worm mm-hmm. that uh, eats people and stuff. So, yeah.
2: Let's fucking <laughs> trigger go. C-
1: Trigger warning for light cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. We don't joke about eating people in this house.
2: Uh, someone to grab his sword. You know, like how obvious is that to like do that? Because clearly the sword is where the power is coming from. The power being that I can stab you, so we should grab the sword. <laughs> Do you think that people over time have said grab the sword? Like, clearly, take the sword away. What are you talking about? That's obvious. We need to stop the sword from it's stabbing just a, us. It's just a
1: sweet thing. It's just something you say. You just say, you know, take care of yourself because I, I worry about you. Be careful. Uh, grab the sword because I love you.
3: Was it that or was it because they needed the sword to kill him?
1: Yeah, I think they must have figured out in that moment. Oh, it's the sword. You got to stab him with the sword. But I don't know.
2: Just again, how how do you just like okay, I'll grab the sword. We're the good.
1: same way That's you what? break a fucking sword in half. Clean in half, not bend it. You just break I, hey, it, Buffy can in half. Do it. Didn't Buffy even cut can her hands. It. No, nothing. Nope. Oh god, that was a little ridiculous. Do
2: you have more, Kelly? I
1: mean I do, but they're all bad. Or it would take me a minute to find a good one. I don't know. Willow's just playing solitaire by herself uh, in front of, like, okay, the pre-phone world must have been weird because Xander is doing his schedule, actually working Uh. at the table, and Willow's just there playing solitaire. But then I was like, fucking Game Boy's existed forever. Get yourself a Game Boy, girl. You got to do something. Something to do with your hands. But I guess that's what she's doing. She's playing solitaire, and I guess that's fine. I guess. Uh... How does Halfreck have this job? I get it that the Vengeance Demons, they have covers or whatever. You have to ingratiate yourself in the system, but it's like, okay, so was there a vacancy and she conveniently found out that there was a vacancy so that she could get involved in Dawn's life, or it might just not be Dawn's life, right? She could be trying to get her feelings into everyone at the school so that she can help children in need, but then I'm like, aren't they a little concerned that this woman kind of came out of nowhere and she's going to vanish out of nowhere again, but maybe they wouldn't because it's Sunnydale and no one cares or was it just magic that she just magiced her way into there she's not actually the guidance counselor but everyone thinks she is because she did magic i don't know probably the last one
2: that's That's fair well and don even like i wrote down don talking about the guidance counselor i don't maybe i just missed this but she said she called me out of class like a total gd what is that jd
3: uh juvenile delinquent
2: oh jd Mm -hmm. okay i missed Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. juvenile delinquent Mm -hmm. yes is that just a common turn of phrase? Is that I actually know one that? you okay. don't use no you don't use that,
1: right?
3: I mean J D. Yeah, I work in juvenile delinquency, so I guess. Uh-uh. Uh but we we don't re- we don't call them juvenile delinquents, we just you call them JD.
1: Youths. <laughs> youths. Youths. Youths, the youths in question. <laughs> nice. Uh there's so much blurry spike in the background of so many of these scenes, it's like really, really funny.
3: <laughs> he was really working at his creeper muscle.
1: Uh, I thought that his creeper muscle... Oh, God, is that the one that has the cramp? Is it in his
3: pants? I think he did.
1: (laughs) I think... Buffy pieced together the vengeance demon thing way too fast. That was definitely a yes. plot demands thing because the way that you would jump just like that, like, wait, you talked to someone? Wait, did they, did you make a wish to someone? Like, okay, yes, I know we have done this before, but there's no fucking way you're going to remember all that stuff about wishes. Cordelia that. did. Yeah, exactly. And you weren't even the one. It was fucking Cordelia.
3: I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale.
1: Tara comes out from the flustered scene of her and Willow interacting because it's her ex and they both still like each other, obviously. And it was all very, very cute. And it was also cute that Buffy just immediately left the scene. She's like, oh, you guys need to, I got to, what? Hello? Yes, that was adorable. But then Tara comes in. She's like, huh ah, flustered, and she needs a drink. And she grabs whatever Buffy's pouring, which looks water, like water. It's or water, it's vodka, right? I'm just hoping it's like a pitcher of picture straight of vodka because it's just like, I guess she could be pouring water for the drinks. But it's like, it seems like you know we're pouring into a party cup. I don't know, maybe. But yeah, it just looks like water. Clearly, she needed it. Tara seemed refreshed after she got it, or at least relieved that it was there. So whatever. Um, we can do official introductions now that everyone's here. I love that no one knew each other's names until Sophie finally got there, so we could do official introductions officially. I don't know if that is actually what happened. Uh, and I think that uh, my last thing to say is, why did, why did the demon just hug Xander with a sword? He just hugged him. Hmm. He could have stabbed him. Could have totally. fucking stabbed him and killed him immediately. But he just gave him a hug, just for fun.
2: Just gotta give him a hug.
1: Okay, that was a lot. But now it's over. And now we can get to maybe the best part of the episode where uh daniel updates our watches
2: so again just finished this episode minutes before we finish this so let's see how good i've got this so you guys have to chime in for this xander construction outfit watch no but he is gonna finish finish his shift schedule for the crew tomorrow morning and also Richard works with Xander. I know. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, there's and he no L
1: chest. He built a beautiful chest for Buffy for her
2: weapon. A beautiful chest. We love it. With yeah, a CD absolutely. Rack. But no no outfit. No, I so know. it's a hard no for me. Uh maroon jacket watch, no. Anya belt alert, no. No, but we do get a beautiful no.
1: red fuzzy jacket. It's not the, the maroon leather jacket, but that it's very mm-hmm. I mean, and
2: that's like a watch in and of itself. <laughs> so maybe next time around we'll watch it. It'll never be back. No, it'll never be back. Taunt's piercing screams. Uh, they just took the audio from the last time she screamed, (laughs) get out, get out, get out, and put it onto this, get out, get out, get out. Do you want
3: us to spend time with you? I don't. I'm I'm just a key, right? Everything about me is made up. Get out.
0: I worry because my sister is cutting herself. Yeah? How do you know?
3: Maybe it's just another fake memory from my fake family. I can hear you when I'm in the room, you know? I do understand these things. Get out.
0: Get out, get out, get out! Get out, get out, get out! Get out, get
1: out, Yeah, well, that's why it's interesting that Blood Ties was a year ago. It was Buffy's birthday episode, and we just did the exact same thing. What the hell does it mean?
2: Chips Ahoy, Buffy said he may be a chiphead.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
2: Kind of Kind of love that. Willow's too powerful, eh? Yeah, she says what magic's going to be our best bet. Buffy says, uh, yeah. To like to Willow. Yeah. Right. Magic's going to be our best bet.
1: Something, something broad with a big net or something like that. Tara's
2: doing it by herself, right? right? Because Willow's too powerful, of course. And then Anya, of course, calling out Tara for being too powerful. So yeah, that's definitely there. Definitely. Buffy has a personality. I'm going to say no. Mm,
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
2: Uh, I don't really know what's happening with, with her Uh, to hover and watch. I'm going to say no as well. Because we have no Dahak, but, but I'm excited nice. for his presence. Yeah. He's here. I can feel him. Uh, Tara's on the pot again. Yes, Tara is baked when she opens up the door, which she does not <laughs> knock because she still thinks she lives there. <laughs> breakfast, everything breakfast related, as you already talked about. And at you know, at the end, Willow and Tara are cleaning up all the stuff, and it's just like a whole um, you know table full of pot, so they're yeah. just kind of like <laughs> yeah. dividing their weed. <laughs> And then look at the stars. I mean, clearly, they're all fucking baked by
0: that point. So
2: how, why else would you care? I mean, we've all looked at the stars. What are we doing? I've looked at stars, and I don't think, hey, look at the stars. I don't believe you. You just do it. No. What are we doing? Uh, Michael, Wiki, not in the episode. Not in the episode. Michael, not in the episode. R.I.P. <laughs> Michael. <in> episode. <laughs> <laughs> R. I. P. Michael. Uh, we don't. No one does any magic. I mean, Halfric obviously is there, but she is a vengeance demon. Tara does not spell. So. What are you talking about? Who? Tara
1: does a spell. She does that release spell which yeah. releases a demon. I don't think that I suppose.
2: Counts. I kind of want like <laughs> random people. That's oh, yeah. no, because like Jonathan yeah. will do it or random That's people fair. will do it. So We're, people that aren't our friends. Well,
1: Tara known doing quantities it. that practice yeah. magic. Yeah. It's not so much that it's supposed to be yep. the randos. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, fair enough.
2: Buffy charging a dollar for everybody that asks if she's okay. I'm going to say no. Nobody was asking her anything in this episode. So $7 remains her amount. Books a million. I don't think there was a book in this Uh, episode except –
1: When Anya was going nuts and and digging through uh, Dawn's room, she did pull out a bunch of books from her bookshelf. But I don't think we could catch any of the titles. Mm -hmm.
2: No. Yeah. So no. I definitely never saw the titles and I have no idea what's going on with those. Streets Ahead, absolutely not. This was like only in the summer's house. We went nowhere. Mm -hmm. So it's not even a no with caveats; it's a straight no, right? We didn't go anywhere. Uh, else.
3: The counselor's office. Yeah, we went to the high school.
2: Mm. But we went to school. I mean, that's fine. We've been to school, but we went. We've been to school a million times, yeah. so that doesn't. Really
3: we didn't happen. even know counselors
1: were there. <laughs> we did
2: not. But we saw the counselor be murdered by creepy. But Beat. that was
1: at Sunnydale High, which so. doesn't exist. This is a different school that's not necessarily named Sunnydale High, although another wrench in that. Uh, Half Reich had a, a Razorbacks pendant yeah, behind her. I know. I was like, but that's not Sunnydale High. Sunnydale High will be rebuilt next year.
2: Are you kidding no. me? So, this is not even Sunnydale no, High? No, it's not.
1: I don't know what school huh. this is, but there's a Razorbacks pendant and it's very confusing. But yeah, that's huh. a whole plot point of the next uh, one of the episodes. We, like, per- really? we pretend we're going to redo the show with Dawn as the focus. <laughs> she gets like two best friends in the episode and then we never talk about it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no janice though no
1: no janice it. fuck janice it's wonderful
2: <laughs> <laughs> fuck janice uh giles biggest ko i would have had a good joke here but i didn't have time so no <laughs> uh
1: giles biggest ko is that buffy has officially outgrown him because she did her own demon research and knew to track down this fucking demon in the graveyard she don't need him anymore in
2: five seconds i know and really put together the pieces without anyone yeah. else so did by herself
1: by herself there you go. <clears throat> yep. All right. Well, thank you for that. Both Very watches, impressive both. considering it was You've like, been watched. <laughs> <laughs> You've been watched. Ba-ba-bow-bow. Why well,
2: haven't I said that yet? Nice. Hey, you're not the watcher of me. Then go home, but if you choose to stay, then work.
0: Okay.
3: Well. Who do you think was the oldest person trapped at that party?
1: Uh, Anya. Not counting her demon years. Spike.
2: Or Spike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not counting your demon years.
1: But not counting their demon years. Still Spike, I think.
2: Yeah, Spike's pretty old.
1: Yeah, I think he would probably have been older than everybody else when he got turned. Yeah, right. I
3: thought he was a kind of a baby, like early twenties.
1: Yeah, but still, that would put him older than everybody else. Everyone's twenty one. Although Anya, I don't know, I don't know where you would put Anya's age as. Hmm.
3: Okay, well, psychically, Giles would have been the oldest person. <laughs>
1: psychically, Giles. So spiritually, Giles. Spiritually,
2: Giles we're, would have been John, the oldest on person Giles here. There. Let's go. Yes.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I think it's finally time to rank this sucker. Whew. Willow hack slash. We talked about the net slash something wicked this way it comes. I gave it a four because Tara does do magic and it makes the situation worse. Because <laughs> before she did the magic, we didn't there have a no demon, demon trying to kill us. Uh, Dawn needs an adult. Uh, well, physically, absolutely not. There's uh, eight other adults in this room now, so she should be totally <laughs> fine. However, emotionally,
2: you're counting. Kind of psychically, shirt yeah,
1: red shirt counts, man. They are adults.
3: She probably went up to him and was like, Do you want to go to the mall with me? Oh, fuck. Clem is probably the oldest
1: person there. If you don't,
2: care. oh yeah. <laughs> hey, we haven't even talked I about know, Clem. Clem. Yeah. Clem, what a breath of what fresh a air! A sweet delight. Thank you, Clem. i s- This you, is the Clem. first
1: time because, like, in when we see him in live Serial for the first time, he kind of seems like a jerk, right? He's like, "Get her out of here. We're trying to play poker." And now we have real Clem, fully actualized Clem, which is, "I'm he just a sweet a, guy
3: and a real name, and not just like wrinkled demon. Yeah, 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 he was yeah Exactly,
2: saggy demon or whatever." And I'm Clement, right? Clement. Mm-hmm. That's Clement. What his Clement. Name is. Still say it's weird without the kittens.
1: No kittens. Anyway, so yeah, so Don doesn't. Physically needs an adult, but emotionally, psychically, she absolutely needs adults, clearly. No one has been listening to. Fucking Half Freck had to come and listen to her because no one would listen to her or help her or pay attention to her or take her to goddamn mall. Three for Dawn needs an adult. Monster of the week. I gave it a five. I should have been lower. I fucking hate this demon guy. He's like, the makeup is okay and the teleporting, theoretically, is cool, but like I said, you have a ch- chance to kill Xander you don't kill him. You could pop out and fucking stab everyone, man. When everyone's just like huddled and scared. Oh, that was one of the other shots that drove me nuts. When we're, we're touching uh, shirt Richard's stomach with the napkin, we linger so long on Willow's face, Tara's face. Retro Richard, Richard's face. It, it it just never ends that scene, and I hate it. But they could have all been <laughs> stabbed. That is prime stabbing time. Pop out and stab fucking everyone. He could have killed everyone, and he doesn't.
2: The stabbing of Halfric was so great. Yeah, you could have just. He could have been doing that the whole time. Other times. The fuck? Yeah, no, the whole time. So
1: he kills zero people. He could have killed all the people. So he gets a five, and it should be lower. Season six oh, God, category. I should write what it actually is called Life is the Big Bad. Uh, your sister is a JD and uh, you failed to notice. You failed to notice her cries for help. So that's pretty fucked up. I gave that a seven because Don needs some help and no one cares, but that should go in the Don character. Whatever. This is only high ranking one that I gave it. So seven it is. Relationship goodness or badness. Xander and Anya, better than ever, as mentioned. Although Anya and Willow and Tara, probably not great after this. Willow and Tara were... I think we're on the road to rehabilitation here. I think that they, relax, those kids relax, might be okay, after all. Don uh, and everyone, not great. Oh, man, that was a little cutting when Anya was like, I took care of you. How could you do this to me? Like, you know, to Don when mm-hmm. she finds out that she's been stealing all the stuff from the magic box. Oh, I was like, yeah. ugh, that is fucked up. And that kind of, like, I'm so wishy-washy on the Don stuff. Is she annoying? Is she being reasonable? Uh, because, like, that thing, right? Like, I know that she they aren't actually responsible for her because they aren't her... Uh, you know direct relationship or whatever But over this summer I feel like they must have really All pitched in and really all Taken care of her but who knows maybe it was just Giles Taking care of her the whole time that's not the point
2: I still find it weird I find it weird That we all do agree that Buffy is The sister but we all do know that she's A key made by the monks I'll keep saying
1: <laughs> it <laughs> I mean I'm glad that you brought up the munkles because we are contractually, obligate, contractually obligated To mention the monkles in Screepy Pete At least once an episode <laughs> <laughs> anyway relationship goodness or badness uh i gave it a six episode specific clem turning back to the camera thumbs up good party <laughs> i gave it a three out of ten
2: <laughs> that's your specific because
1: it wasn't a party <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. that's right oh god so 28 that is the lowest for the season and by a little like a eh, like a couple of points but still puts it all the way beneath Double Meat Palace at 14. A 14, man. Uh, I haven't ranked one in the 20s in a while, so yeah, I just, I didn't like it. There was, like I said, a couple of good jokes, but there's just... Drugs is Magic is so hard, and I wish we would just drop it. I wish we would have just, like, we did the thing. I I know it was kind of weird, but, you know, we made our point. Just fucking
3: stop. Let it go.
1: Just like we're gonna let go of this Dawn shit, too. Just let it go. Anyway. Where did you rank this episode, Stacia?
3: Um... I I ranked it at 96 out of 114. Mm. So it's second. Yeah. Second to last of the season. So
1: you put this one above Double Meat Palace, and I put it. I did beneath Double Meat Palace. Nice. Mm. I
3: don't know that that was the right choice, but. Okay. Well, what's above it and below it? Uh, so above it is where the wild things are. <laughs> uh, which is when Buffy and Riley have sex and make a haunted house. That has the orgasm wall. <laughs> uh, mm. And then Out of My Mind, which is when Riley is like, oh, my heart beats really
1: fast. I'm not going to do anything about it. Oh, and that's when we kidnap the doctor to, like, do... No, that's a different one. Here that's
3: on. a different one. Uh, and the reason why I decided Out of My Mind was better than Older and Far Away is because, helpfully, I made a note that Harmony thinks um, of a breadbasket uh, for 20 questions.
1: <laughs> is it a sodding bread basket? No, Look.
0: It
3: is the same one. Spike tries to get his chip out. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay.
0: He may be a chip head, but he still hasn't played too well with others.
3: Uh, So I just remembered Harmony being delightful in that, and I was like, okay, this is worse than that. Uh, And then this is above Weight of the World, which is when Buffy goes catatonic, and Shadow, just, you know, when Riley... Takes Dawn to the sad carousel because her mom has a shadow.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. See, uh, way to the world, I almost had Stacia research locked in syndrome, but we talked about that a little bit during that episode. So I was like, Yeah, so we didn't do it. So we missed out on a a Stacia corner moment, but that's okay. Uh, What did you write for your description of this episode?
3: Um, Dawn wishes that everyone is trapped in her house. Stolen leather jacket. Willow refuses to do magic.
1: (laughs) Accurate, as ever. That's good. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, Daniel, where are you going to rank this episode?
2: Uh, Yeah, so I I want to feel like I'm doing bad things here by ranking it at 110. <laughs> 110, it's technically better than All the Way, which was a bad episode. Technically better than Double Meat Palace. Smash gone and wrecked. Hmm. So season six has some real big clunkers, but man, I'm still on the season six train. This this fucking season's awesome. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yes. So uh, but it's... It is a it is above A New Man, mm. which we talked about, mm-hmm. Out of Mind, Out of Sight, Where the Wild Things Are, and it is below I, Robot, You, Jane, and Spiral, <laughs> so it gives you a taste of where we're at here. You
1: guys have such, like, it's way tough. more similar rankings than I do, for you sure. Think so? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you just, like, <laughs> said a handful of the same episodes, so, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
2: It feels right. It feels
1: <laughs> where it be. But, I mean, I agree. Clearly, I'm the, <laughs> the one in the wrong, but I don't know what a party is so I can't be that's true you
2: don't, don't dead man's party you're like dead man's what that
1: was a party
3: that was how a party how many people have to be there for it to be a party a lot how many is a lot
1: more than eight
2: how many more African masks have to be there for a party
1: <laughs> I just I think that how it, many empanadas uh, several <laughs> <At least> several <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I, I think if I had to point it put a point on it it's more just like i have the idea of like the typical like high school party where everyone's being fucking nuts like the debaucherous like you know all those early odd sex comedy parties those kind of things so any other
3: yeah. parties aren't valid like birthday parties at E. cheese or retirement parties or christmas parties or you know
2: what about today if you had a party and it didn't resemble an aughts party yeah where things are going wild you wouldn't consider I it i don't a party? think so
1: you can't have parties
3: once you turn 25.
1: Yes. There we go. That's yeah. the rule. Especially not retirement parties. Those have to be done 24 or younger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you don't sell out to a tech millionaire. You're, you're no retired, parties forever. No, don't care. You can't
0: have any. No parties. i the dip. Uh, you got to admire the purity of it.
1: <laughs> what? Onion dip. All right. Stacia, do you have anything else to say about older and far away? uh uh-uh. Daniel, do you have anything else to say about older and far away?
2: I hope to not have anything again to say. Nice.
1: Nice. I'm really glad that, we, you know, through our powers combined, we brought that ranking all the way down where it belongs. Yes. Uh, please join us next time for, I forgot what the episode was, as you were, speaking of Riley Finn, guess mm. who's coming back to oh, Sunny Dale? Let's
2: cool. go. Initiative, baby.
1: <laughs> no, we've left the initiative behind. He's part of some other paramilitary organization. We'll Hunting Demons be... in Bolivia we'll or wherever the fuck with his supermodel wife. And he brought her along oh. just for the drama because <laughs> he wants to see Buffy squirm, Let's I guess. Go. Uh, but uh, yeah, can't wait to talk about uh, that. Until then, Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye.
2: I'm not ready to come out. I'm all <laughs> beep iny. <and> e. <laughs>
1: You <laughs> be funny. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you for as you were next time. Okay, goodbye. My dog doesn't help guy. Seriously,
0: you want to take a
1: time
0: watch or two Long ago I reached for you and there you stood. And if you're oh, you relationship to babies you and double do babies me with us so we have good. someone else to talk to, yay! But you are so far away It's time to walk without the network One more song about moving along the highway Can't say much of anything that's new
2: Fine, the curse is lifted. We can all leave now. (laughs)